Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips. But in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and Tom Glaser rejoins us today, talking all things full heart living. Welcome back, Tom. Thanks, Magic. It's great to be here again. Now, in our last episode, we touched on connections, and I really want to explore that. First of all, why are connections so important? Second of all, how can someone who may feel disconnected get started in making connections we'll leave it with those and then i'll ask you some more questions (laughs) fair enough that's plenty to get started with i'm I'm even jotting notes so i don't forget why are connections so important and how to get started human beings we are social beings magic we we must feel connected to thrive even to survive is what we now know Uh, human beings cannot survive without being connected. And so for my book, I, I did research and I interviewed the, I was about 12 of the happiest people I personally know. And initially I thought I would devote one chapter per person and just really go to town with their story. But really quickly in the writing process, Magic, I realized they were saying so many of the same things that that didn't make sense and that the book needed to be topical. So the top things that happier people do is they connect with other people, they connect with themselves, and they connect with their passions. When they do those in the service of other people, oh my gosh, look out, that's where you just see people, you know, kind of off the charts being happier. So it's so important because it's essential to our thriving and and our surviving. And people who are happier do more good deeds. They spread more goodwill. They donate more money. They volunteer more. They tend to be healthier. They tend to use the health systems less. There's the contagion effect. So being around happier people, so for instance, that first day of filming of my many documentaries that led to the book, was one of the happiest days of my own life because because I'm sitting there talking to happier people about what makes them happier. There's that contagion effect. That's why we love being around happier people because it, the moods can be contagious because we feel better. We feel happier when we're with happier people. So it's, it's a win-win. It's not just happiness isn't just a pursuit like hedonistic and just selfish for ourselves so that we feel better everybody wins. It's, I feel like we raise our vibrational level and um, then we do less harm and we do more good deeds. I mean, everybody, everybody wins. How to get started if people are feeling not so connected. How to get started. 
if people are feeling disconnected or unconnected. So I get this question a lot from people who claim they don't know how to meet people, say they're lonely or just feeling like they don't have enough social connections. Uh, They'll say things like, I don't know how to meet people. And I'm like, really? How did you meet people before? And they'll say things like, well, it was easier back then. I was younger. We were in school. And I asked them magic to break that down. So what happened in school? And they say things like, you know, we sat next to each other or we met on the playground or if it was later in life, like in college and university, you know, we lived next to each other. So proximity, they were doing activities that led them to meet people with similar interests. And that can be recreated at later you know, stages of life. Again, I think I was saying in the other episode, follow your interests, do things that interest you. And you will meet people with that same interest. Uh, I think that's the simplest answer to that question. So moving on from that point, when we become so isolated as we have in the current situation in the world, with COVID, many people mean, yeah. are meeting online or in you know chat groups or Facebook pages or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know that online friendships can't replace in-person friendships. You don't get that mix of hormones, you know, the release of oxytocin and you just don't get that same buzz. In fact, it can be the opposite. It can be depressing. How do you suggest people who are isolated develop those online friendships so that they can become healthier? Well, I I think for many people, that is a great place to start, right? What There's nothing wrong with starting there and and, uh, kind of practicing. And I would say, though, to sort of have in mind what you just said and knowing that there is no replacement for what we call in vivo or in-person connections. And so meet your neighbors, say hello to the person at the bus stop, talk to the shopkeeper as you're checking out. Start small and build. And I think intention is really important and having that clear idea that this is what I want. This is what I desire. Kind of putting out into the universe that thought, I want to meet people in person. I want to have those close connections. And that kind of mindset tends to, now it's it's not as simple as just kind of putting that out there. You also need to do the work. But when you start with a really clear intention, um, you're more likely to take advantage of the opportunities that will lead you to what you seek. Now, Tom, what are some things that we haven't covered that you feel the listeners might need to hear? I would just say to go into a little bit more detail. So what does it mean to be connected with other people? It means that you have people in your life who you adore and who adore you back and who you feel safe with, that you can be your true self with, people who tell you the truth about yourself, who help you become a better you. They're not afraid to tell you the truth and get you back on track when you're off track. Connecting with oneself, that means knowing who you are, honoring your rhythms, honoring your preferences. It also means mindfulness. So what do I mean by that? That means being in the present moment, not being so distracted by worries about what hasn't come yet or perseverating over the past, over things that maybe you regret or things that didn't go so well. Happier people are more in the present moment and connecting with passions. What kinds of activities do you just adore? What are you drawn to? What's your bliss? 
sometimes you got to go back to childhood and remember what kinds of things did you love to do then or did you really want to do and take some risks and experiment with some things. If these are, are activities that maybe you haven't done in a long time, often as we get older, you know, more shame comes up and we become more afraid to fail. As children, we didn't feel like we needed art lessons. We just pulled out the crayons or the paints and we just went to town. So if you can bring that same spirit now, and again, when any of these things are done in the service of others, when we want to make the world a better place, when we want to volunteer, give back to others, that is, I guess, I call it the holy grail of happiness. When we are both serving others and serving ourselves because we all matter, again, it's just such a win-win-win all around. So we've touched on serving others. We've touched on connecting with self. How do we then encourage other people to do the same without sounding weird? I mean, these days, you know, everyone kind of keeps to themselves. So if you're this happy, bubbly person wanting to connect, how do you not sound like a Fruit Loop when you're discussing it with <laughs> other people? Well, you might find other Fruit Loops. That's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> I mean, if, if people are judgmental and they're, they're not receptive to the message, you know, you might want to find a different audience. I mean, you could hand them a copy of my book. That would be one way. Or send them to my website. Yeah, I think really finding your tribe is really important. Finding people who you are in alignment with, who have similar values and interests, that's really the best bet. Now, as someone with adult children, I have yeah. to say my interests have completely changed. Really? But I have actually connected with a whole new group of people through them because yeah. we share an interest, we'll do LARP, so live action role play. Uh -huh. And I'm the only 50-year-old out on the field, I've got to say. But for the listeners who may be at a later stage in their life, how do you suggest they become friends with their older children rather than just the parent-child relationship? What are some steps to changing the basis of that relationship? Yes, recognizing that the relationship shifts. And I, I wish I used to have this all kind of memorized because I used to work with college students and I worked with uh, the parents of college students. So some of the labels are escaping me, but it's more like, you know, you become kind of more of a coach or a role model. I think just recognizing that there is a shift, really letting them become who they are, trusting them to make their own decisions. So seeing them more as you know, I, I even struggle as I say this out loud. It's not exactly like an equal because we never totally outgrow that difference. You know, our children are always our children and our parents are always our parents. It goes both ways. But just embracing the truth, I feel like it's really having the confidence in them to make their own decisions, knowing they will figure it out. They are going to trip up sometimes and make some mistakes and that's what we all do. That's how we learn to walk, right? We got off balance and we fell a bunch of times. Our adult children are going to do the same things. It can be very painful to watch. Trust me, I'm a parent too of a 25-year-old now. Uh, it's hard to watch sometimes. And to see him learn the lessons, magic in his own way and come to me, let him come to me when he needs to. Or here's another thing. 
being really careful with how I ask questions. So instead of asking super bluntly, I might just qualify the statement more like, um, is there anything you want to tell me about what's going on in your dating life? Right? So it's not, it's not intrusive. I'm not demanding. It's really giving him the option to say, no, I don't want to talk about that with you right now. But it's also letting him know I'm interested. I'm available if you want to talk to me about that. And honoring the no when he says no, saying, okay, you know, can you pass me the cornbread? Well said. Now, Tom, I'm going to wrap this episode up. People can find you on Facebook and Instagram at Full Heart Living, and your mm-hmm. website is fullheartliving.com. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great conversation. Pleasure. Thank you, Martin. Listeners, this was your episode 183. In 184, we have Christy Fexer talking about living life on your own terms. For now, thank you so much for your time. Go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.